Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 19th April 2018 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Salam dear listeners and welcome once again to Vahini Satsang. With Bhagwan's grace as we proceed in this journey of trying to assimilate the beautiful profound words written by him many decades ago today we are in the 18th chapter of prema vahini if you are referring to the telugu book it is chapter 6 and this again is a very long chapter just like the previous one and here bhagwan sets the stage in the first two three paragraphs and then it moves on explaining very deep concepts which are fundamental of spiritual understanding and of the path of bhakti so we will listen first to bhagwan we will listen the first 3 4 paragraph and by bhagwan's grace we have in the studios today also along with sai prakash brother sai giridhar who is now working for the shri satisai center for human values which is a part of the shri satisai central trust so he is also with us for the discussion on this 18th chapter of prema vahini so we'll pray to bhagwan we will listen to him and then see how he guides this discussion paramatmudu sarvantaryani sarvabhutantaratma anu veda shastra rushula vakyamulu naati nundi neeti varaku samamugane nissandehamugane ghoshinchutunnavi sevyunaku sevakunakunu సేవా నివేదార్థమైన ప్రకృతి ఈ మూడింటికి ఎట్టి సంబంధానుబంధములు కలవు అను ప్రశ్నలు వాదనలు నాటికీ నేటికీ జరుగుచూనే ఉన్నవి పై చెప్పినట్టి సర్వాంతర్యామి అయిన పరమాత్ముని వెతుకనక్కరలేదనియూ అది కేవలం సమీపమందే ఉన్నదనియూ భాగవత పద్యమును పరమభక్తుడైన స్వానుభవముతో ప్రహ్లాదుడు పలికినట్లు ప్రతి ఆస్తికునకు తెలిసియే ఉండును వినియే ఉందురు ఇందు గలనందు లేడని సందేహము వలదు చక్రి సర్వోపకతుండు ఎందెందు వెదకి చూచిన అందందే గలడు దానవాగ్రణి వింటే so to questions like the relationship between he who is served he who serves and the wherewithal of service with prakriti have also been subject of endless discussion every astika or believer has heard the bhagavata verse in which the great devotee prahlada states out of his own experience that paramatma the sarvantaryami need not be searched far and wide and that he is very near the seeker himself he is here he is not there give up such doubts listen o leader of the danavas wherever you seek and wherever you see there and there he is
सो ब्रदर वेन यू लिसन टू वॉट भगवान हैज रिटन इन दिस सेगमेंट एज अ वेइंग बिफोर दिस इज अ लॉन्ग चैप्टर एंड लुक्स लाइक स्वामी इज सेटिंग द स्टेज फॉर वॉट इज टू कम एंड वेन एवर भगवान टॉक्ड अबाउट द एस्पेक्ट ऑफ गॉड बींग एवरीवेयर ऑफन ही वुड कोट द एग्जाम्पल ऑफ प्रहलादा इज इंट इट इनफैक्ट द फर्स्ट वर्ड्स और द फर्स्ट पैराग्राफ आई वुड से ऑफ what swami has said here uh, the vedas the shastras the message of the rishis have all uniformly proclaimed without any possibility of doubt that parmatma is sarvantaryami he is present and eminent in everything if you look at the narayana upanishad it says antar bahishcha tat sarvam vyapya narayana sthitah narayana is that which pervades both inside and outside of everything yes and similar examples are there in the vedas especially in what is called the vedanta that is towards the end of the vedas or the yes. goal of vedas which is the upanishads which is propounded by the upanishads and uh, one such upanishad which comes to my mind is chandogya upanishad again to give a reference to what bhagwan is saying where a great rishi who had direct knowledge of the truth of the creation his name was sage udalaka and uh, sage udalaka's son was shwetaketu who swami had often referred to chandogya upanishad and he had also referred to this discussion between sage udalaka and uh, shwetaketu i think in the upanishad vahini and in the discussion the son asks the father that is shwetaketu asks his father udalaka a similar question he says how do you say that god pervades everything how is he imminent in everything hmm. and sage udalaka takes him to a forest of nagroda trees yes and uh, i really don't know what is the english botanical name for the nagroda tree but similar to the banyan tree yeah i have always debated this yes. similarity but i have not been able to reconcile that but nevertheless it's in the, the sanskrit name for the tree is called nagroda and uh, he takes him to a forest of nagroda trees and there are seeds which have fallen from the fruits of the tree which were lying around so the father udalaka asks shwetaketu to go and pick up a seed of nagroda and come to him and he does that the father then instructs the son break the seed so he breaks the seed and when he opens it he finds four more seeds inside so then the father instructs him break it further okay so he breaks those four little seeds as well and now udalaka asks shwetaketu what do you see inside so shwetaketu says father absolutely nothing it's empty mm-hmm. and then udalaka says from this nothing everything is emanated hmm. nothing means that it was not visible to the eye hmm. it was a very very subtle presence which was not visible to the naked gross eyes and the father udalaka said from this presence or from this nothingness everything has emerged the whole forest of nagroda trees have emerged from this yes what you call as nothing right in this way divinity is imminent in the creation that you see and the second uh, very beautiful the joy of going through the chandogya upanishad 
in understanding how Paramatma is Sarvantaryami is it uses very simple examples, day-to-day examples, but it kind of teaches the ultimate truth to the student through these examples. The other activity which the father, you know, you can see all the pedagogies kicking in <laughs> even in the Upanishadic stories where Udhalaka was trying to teach his son who he really was. That was his fundamental question. And in fact, one of the four Mahavakyas, that is Tattvamasi, yes. out of Aham Brahmasmi, Ayamatma Brahma, Prajnanam Brahma and Tattvamasi, comes from the Chandogya Upanishad. And in fact, showing that emptiness, the nothingness from which everything had come, Udalaka declared, Tattvamasi Shweta Ketu, that thou art. In fact, this is a concept which Swami further explains in this very chapter as we go down. These are all very key concepts to understand so that we progress further in our sadhana and in our realization. Uh, coming back to the the pedagogy that Sage Udalaka used to explain to his son, he asked him to bring a bowl of water and a fistful of salt. Mm. right? And when the son did that, he told him to mix the salt in yes. the water. Mm. right? So, he mixed it and you know, obviously the salt dissolved in the water. And uh, now the father, who assumed the role of a teacher, told his son, where is the salt? Can you remove the salt? Hmm. So, the son was a great scholar himself. So, he said, obviously, I cannot because it is dissolved. He said, okay, now taste a drop of water from the north end of the pot. So, he took Hmm. and he tasted From the south end, the east and the west ends, from the center of the pot, mix it up. You know, he made him taste drops of water from various sections of the pot, right? So, after he did that, he asked him, what did you experience? Now, relate your experience to me. The son said, the drop of water, irrespective of wherever I tasted it from, was filled with salinity. Means it was saline in taste. Wherever I took the water from, he said, the father then, you know, further clarifies and says, but can you see the salt in the water with your naked eyes? He said, no, I cannot see the salt. But is it present or not? He said, yes, it is present. Is it present in one place or is it present everywhere? Omnipresent. He said, no, no, it is present everywhere. So, that is how the father taught the son that God also pervades this universe in that matter. He pervades as the rasa, the essence, which is all over the creation, which pervades the entire creation and of course is beyond that as well. As Purusha Suktam says, Padosya Vishwabhutani Tripadasya Amritam Devi, that is only one-fourth of the Purusha manifested in the form of this gross creation, but three-fourths is still unmanifest. But Udalaka's lesson to his son here was that God pervades every inch, every atom of this creation as the essence, though he is invisible. So, in this manner, these are all references again to what Bhagavan has said in the first few lines of the 18th chapter here, where the Vedas and the Shastras and the message of the Rishis have conveyed that Paramatma is really Sarvantaryami. He is present and imminent in everything. Yes. In fact, I cannot uh, but recall how Bhagwan used to always mention with a lot of emphasis this story of Prahlada, you know, how Hiranyakashipu asks, you tell me, is God there? Is God in this pillar? Is God in yes. that pillar also? Mm. 
and the way hiranyakashipu asks and the conviction with which prahlada says yes he is there and is he there in this pillar also yes you know i think that is a very very significant moment i mean it is there in our scriptures but just reminding us again and again that he is there imminent even in the inanimate so so called inanimate there is nothing that is actually that way inanimate that way because he is there a uh, present in everything yes. there is nothing that is not breathing in the universe mm. and everywhere he is there in fact in tamil the famous saying of prahlada which you know our grandmothers used to yes <laughs> tell us when they narrated the story of uh, prahlada they would say toonilum irpar turumbilum irpar which means he is there in a blade of grass mm. and he is also there in this pillar Yes. at the same time you know yes. so he is really present in every atom of the entire creation and we are so grateful to the rishis of the ancient times because not only did they directly experience this because further down swami talks about why this should be a direct experiential wisdom and not yes. an imaginative hmm. aspect alone yes. so they not only directly experienced but they made it so simple for us like say prahlad maharaj in bhagavat has not only he lived that life with that conviction and experienced that lord narayana was there everywhere you know I mean, if you look at all the stories thrown from the cliff yes. you know and then he was saved by lord narayana because yes. he was so confident that yes. my lord is there everywhere yes. at the end i am only going into his lap Yes. So he was thrown into the ocean and he was still confident he was thrown yes. into fire. So this is not ordinary confidence we are talking about. It's yes. a deep conviction yes. that comes with experience. Yes. Right and uh, Prahlada had that kind of a uh, tremendous conviction. Yes. That Lord Narayana pervades every single you know, atom. Through that story of Prahlada and through all the tests that Prahlada went through being thrown from a mountain or thrown into the ocean or in harm by wild animals put in fire, fire. you know through every instance Swami was giving that message that he is there everywhere you, are you talking about forest are you talking about mountain yes. are you talking about fire are you talking yeah. about water are you you talk about the elements you talk yeah incredible in fact all the elements <laughs> all are the elements. just striking me for the first time yes. really exactly <laughs> almost all the all elements. the elements have also been yes. kind of covered here elements animate inanimate, inanimate animals yes, snakes yeah. everything he went through and everywhere he was protected hmm. i mean through just that story swami has so beautifully conveyed that you know you don't need any other story to tell you that god is there and narayana means the one who is present everywhere i mean that is the literal meaning of yes. the word narayana vishnu yes yeah. vishnu, yeah. vishnu means one who pervades, pervades everything every, yes narayana means see plural of nara is nara yes uh, which means prakriti that is yes. the entire creation yes uh, one meaning of narayana is one who is the fundamental basis Correct. or who is eminent yes in the entire prakriti that yes. is one yes. meaning ayana yes you know nara ayana you know who, who yeah. rests on every living being yes. i mean that is what He's is the narayan. substratum of everything y- yes. yes yes i mean so <laughs> the story that's why of prahlada is so so very uh, significant in fact bhagwan used to also mention about that telugu saying you remember natte tapadi unna whether you are there in the deepest of forest yes. or whether you are there in the mountains i am always there, there i mean you. god is yes. there all the time with you of course there are so many instances that each devotee has experienced but uh, i mean this is what Swami starting this 18th chapter with I think this is a very very fundamental 
premise, a fundamental understanding. Because I think only if we get this in its entirety, then we can understand what Swami has a further mentioned in this chapter, isn't it? Definitely. And uh, there is a, a interesting observation which just occurred to me. Yeah. That is. Here Swami starts off by saying that the Vedas, Shastras and the Rishis have all proclaimed mm. uniformly. So, they are proclaiming that the Lord is Sarvantaryami based on their experience. Yes. So, here this whole concept about faith versus experience comes into play. Mm. They have experienced yes. that the Lord is all-pervading. But... It's very interesting because even the example that you told from the Upanishads where he's giving his son the experience of salinity of water but he's not giving him the experience of all pervasiveness of God. He's giving him an, an analogy. Mm. He's giving him an analogy which is in the realm of his senses which enables him to understand the concept that God is all pervasive. So, I think it's something very interesting because the experience is at a subtler level which is beyond the explanation of words. So, all you can say, like the Rishi said, God is all-pervasive. How mm. God is all-pervasive? How can I experience God all the time? That you have to experience yourself. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that you have to grow in faith yes. and you have to grow in conviction and then if your faith is like Prahalada, for example, yes. then in your daily life when you have an event, when you need... Yes. Your strong conviction itself will take the form of the Lord. Yes, yes. Your strong conviction itself will manifest in the form of the Lord. So, I just felt that there is a very interesting point, which is that, you know, you have to have that faith and conviction, which is still in the realm of your senses. Like, you feel that, yes, God is all-pervasive and you have to believe it. Yes. And when you believe it, your belief should be so complete that even if your eyes tell you otherwise, even if your tongue tells you otherwise, yes. even if your ear cannot actually give you that experience, still you are steadfast in that faith. And only then you will have an experience which is, again, beyond the realm of explanation. What yes. do you think? Yes. In fact, uh, further down this very chapter, uh, Swami kind of makes this process very evident, where uh, Swami says, that see, fundamentally, God, as he said, cannot be articulated. The divinity in its original sense cannot be spoken about, cannot be articulated. In fact, there is a very specific sentence where Swami is telling that or reiterating, I would say. But then Bhagavan says, see, you have to start at some point. So, that point possibly could be where you are giving attributes to the attributeless, yes, and uh, and of course it has happened in the sense that the absolute divine has also come in the form of avatars, yes, you know, assuming attributes, so that the devotees get the joy of being with divinity, and along with the joy of being divinity, they also get the opportunity to know what true divinity really is, yes, uh, because uh, as uh, Swami would often uh, describe this, saying that he is the lion who has come in our dream, yes. you know, to roar and awaken us from this dream, right? Mm. So, the avatar plays both the roles. Uh, but in the beginning stages, it is important that uh, Swami describes a three-stage process of how you get attached to the avatar. You know, he says Priya, Moda and Pramoda, yes. right? And uh, 
Swami talks about it saying, see, first Priya means you look at the beautiful form of God yes. and you feel attracted yes. to the form. Okay, so you're so you're really attracted and there's a magnetic pull towards the Lord. And then there is modam. That is moda means you put some effort to make him pay attention to you as well. You know, this is a very typical thing which many of the devotees and the students would do. Yes. You know, they would do something for Swami. They would put plays, dramas, yes. or they would sing beautiful songs, what not. All kinds of sadhana, all kinds of expressions they would do of their love to gain Swami's attention, you know, to become that form boy, yes. Yes. which is the, you know, the, the Parthi lingo, yes. to become close to Swami. And finally, when they actually get that proximity of Swami and enjoy the bliss, it is called Pramoda. So, in fact, Swami goes all technical in, in a summer course discourse in 1973, where he talks of how if all the three happens, Priya, Moda and Pramoda, together if they happen, it is called Kutastha. Kutastha means it is a state of mind where the bliss lends equanimity to mind itself. So, we all know that when we go close to Swami and experience the sweetness of His darshan, sparshan and sambhashan, somehow at least for the temporarily it did give us a sense yes. of equal, nothing in the world really mattered to us, you know, worldly joys and sorrows did not affect us as yes. much as it would do because we were really reveling in the love of Bhagwan yes. that He would shower on us, you know. So that, of course, Swami says is the first step and that also, I don't know, possibly we will uh, yeah, further go to that yes, point in the what Rahini series. Yes, what you are mentioning about, you know, this Priyam Modam and Pramodam, actually Swami mentions uh, not those terms, but He mentions the process yes. uh, in the same chapter towards uh, the later segments of chapter 18. But if we see this first segment… Here he is focusing on the idea that God is everywhere, Sarvantaryami and Sarvabhutantaratma basically. And uh, of course, there is one interesting thing that Swami tells here. He says, so the questions like the relationship between he who is served, he who serves and the wherewithal of service, Correct. Prakriti, have also been the subject of endless discussion, Swami says. So this is one premise of God being there everywhere. And the second thing Swami says, to which we have to deliberate on yes. and which he unfurls further as we go on in this chapter is who are these three entities? Correct. He who served, he who serves and the service. And uh, so if you see, these are the two central ideas of this first segment. Uh, in fact, as you very nicely put it here, Swami has uh, kind of declared the truth as it is, that is, Paramatma is Sarvantaryami. He is the yes. very basis and, uh, you know, the substratum of the whole creation. Then he talks of uh, the issues, yes, uh, or not issues rather, but something that we need to do mananam on. That is, who is the one whom we are... Because the Satisai Seva organization predominantly is a Seva organization, right? So, it is meant for service. So, then the question comes, who is serving who is being served and what is this act of service itself yes. and uh, this takes me back to 
in fact some uses the word prakriti here for yes. the act of service that is what is the nature prakriti means nature of yes. service or yes. the bhava behind the service when gram seva was initiated in prashantiniliyam by bhagwan mm. after the first few years see we see that the end goal of swami's activities whatever be it bhajans be it vedam be it you know the seva activities or the study circles uh, all the activities of the satyasai organization at the end of the day swami has uh, structured it for various levels of devotees levels of sadhakas yes. so that all might sojourn to the same goal yes. which is parmatman right realization of god eminent in everything but it is beautiful how he creates these practices as uh, brother sai prakash was saying obviously not everybody is reveling in the experience of this immediately right so there has to be some kind of a starting point yes. and the way that swami builds these uh, i would call them as potentialities mm-hmm. you know where he throws you into a potentiality where if you are open to yes. the experience yes. it can change your life it can yes. completely transform you right yes. uh, to realize the divinity that is immanent in yes. everything one such activity was gram seva mm. and uh, the process was very simple swami's prasadam was prepared here in prashantiniliyam students would take it to the villages to the doorsteps and very lovingly enquire about how many people are there in the house and tell them that swami had sent prasadam and then you know just share the prasadam with them obviously the prasadam is not funded or manufactured by the students and they are only delivering the prasadam so it yes. kind of removed any sense of doership uh, or feeling that i am giving something to somebody so mm. it's a amazing master stroke there to mm-hmm. start with mm-hmm. because swami had told so many times that see the fundamental of seva is you should not feel you are giving something in the first yes. place and uh, what a master stroke when he you know did this that is one thing the critical aspect which pertains to who is serving yes. Yes. who is being served and the prakriti or the nature of service mm. you know how mm. it should be i was overwhelmed when we you know heard this from our elders swami called the elders who are you know managing the uh, program gram seva program and uh, he gave them a instruction this i think was in the third year or fourth year of gram seva i'm not very sure but it happened after a few years once we got used to the process and you know yes. we were doing it well then swami said tell the boys and the teachers that when they go to the villages and serve they should constantly remind themselves and chant hmm. om satchitanandaya namaha while they serve this is swami's direct instruction hmm. he said all the students and teachers should chant om satchitanandaya namaha and then give the prasadam to the recipients in fact i also remember that the gram seva happens during the dashara celebrations so swami would give discourses every evening yes one of the evenings around the time when he gave this when swami gave this instruction he explained in the discourse he said see the only true name of god is satchitananda yes right and further down you know we'll have to refer to the yes. subsequent uh, portions of the 18th chapter because everything comes in this chapter yes. so beautifully swami has explained so swami tells that see you may give various names based on your physical understanding of yes. krishna rama everything right mm-hmm. but 
द ओरिजिनल एंड द रियल नेम ऑफ गॉड इज सत चित आनंद सत मीन्स ही इज द प्रेजेंस यस इजनेस एक्सिस्ट प्योर एक्सिस्टेंस यस चित ही इज द अवेयरनेस Ananda, he is a bliss, bliss when you have the awareness of the yes. existence. So these are not three, but it's just one. Yes. Right. So Swami gave this instruction that when the student or the teacher, the devotee goes to the doorstep to serve, they should have this bhava, the prakriti or the nature of service should be that they remind themselves that the one who is serving is Satchitananda, hmm. the one who is receiving is Satchitananda. Hmm. the process of service is also sachitananda yes so there is nothing other than divinity in this process yes so what a powerful reminder in practice you know so these are the potentialities that swami creates when he you know creates service activities or various other activities through the satyasai seva organization so that i think kind yes. of captures this yes. particular uh, sentence of swami in a way it is like how do you put that theory into practice yes exactly yes, absolutely the theory is accepted mm. yes. but in practice how do you put it yes. by constantly reminding yourself yes mm. in fact you know i think that's what earlier also we have seen everything that swami has written the best way to understand is to look at the institutions that swami has set up exactly mm. you know you find elaborations and illustrations of everything that swami has mentioned being practically applied in everything that swami has created the institutions especially the other aspect here of prakriti you understood the aspect of prakriti as nature as bhava you know that is you know sanskrit we know has so many meanings yes but the other way also of looking at it because you know whenever swami has uh, referred to this in this chapter swami has always used the word prakriti this another understanding yeah. could be not the nature in terms of uh, the feeling but referring to mother nature prakriti okay so mm-hmm. here because you know as bhagwan goes on he refers to these three entities that we are talking about he who served he who serves and the wherewithal of service swami draws the parallel to the jeevi to the parmatma and, and prakriti which and is prakriti. the concept of vishishta advaita exactly so yeah. all that also comes in mm. so that prakriti here can be understood in so many ways yes even in that angle if you see the fact that the way prakriti is represented in the gram seva yes. is in the form of the anna prasadam that is the food exactly. itself exactly because food is nothing but, but nature. prakriti itself prakriti, you know yes, nature yeah. so the wherewithal of service is the nature yes you know so that is another mm. uh, very beautiful Absolutely. way of looking at it mm. and of course swami explains that further as we go on in this chapter there is another very interesting anecdote you know when we are talking about the sarvantaryami just comes to my mind many years ago just before swami was about to come out of the trai brindavan bhagwan's abode in bangalore so what happens is there is this boy his name is venkatesh prasad he was sitting in front of trai in those days you know boys had the chance to really sit right in front of trai and uh, one devotee was sitting next to him very senior devotee and uh, this devotee many times swami used to also call him as hanuman he was uh, a devotee who was really very well respected there for some reason this devotee asked uh, venkatesh prasad tell me how does swami know everything and venkatesh did not really want to have any conversation at that point in time you know because swami is expected at any point in time you don't want to talk there and and how do you answer this he had no idea just a student and he says i don't know sir swami is sarvantaryami 
and that person says that swami says he is avantrayami how do you know <laughs> so he says i don't know <laughs> no no you tell me how do you know that swami knows everything mm. and so again venkatesh is clueless and you know he says i have to say something to you know this end this conversation because you know now the discussion will go on he says sir swami is god and that person says that swami says <laughs> that he is god how do you know how do you know <laughs> how do you know that he is mm. god and again venkatesh was clueless and finally he thought i have to do something so that this conversation ends he said sir i don't know you tell me you mm. tell me how swami knows everything and uh, then this person says have you seen in our uh, old calendars they would have this picture of uh, mahavishnu and inside that picture of mahavishnu there would be everything inside that actually you know you will have this mahavishnu with 20 arms and with so many heads and there will be a cow in his stomach you know there will be something else in his legs and so there will be different animals plants everything will be there inside that picture so he said what is that he says i don't know it is virata swarupa of vishnu so he says you know do you understand what the artist was trying to communicate through that imagery he says i don't know baby because just everything is there in god says see if everything is there in the body of god then if a ant bites your leg then automatically your eye knows right isn't it automatically your hand knows it your eyes know it your skin knows it everything knows how because everything is connected because it is just one being so he said it is the same with god the whole universe is just the body of god so and that is the reason why he knows everything because he doesn't have to make an effort to know anything because everything is happening just like you know we don't have to make an effort to know that there is a thorn that has uh, hit mm. uh, the foot you don't have to make an effort it just happens automatically because it is just part of you so he says that is how it is with god that's how it is with swami and that is why he is antaryami mm, and nice. and the interesting thing is the moment he finished explaining this the door opened <laughs> and swami came out mm. and swami stood right in front of venkatesh prasad and swami told tisko take namaskar take namaskar <laughs> beautiful i just felt that this was you know really i mean there are these moments uh, when you are actually living with the sachidananda swarupa when he gives you glimpses of uh, of those understanding in fact there was one student who was very naughty mm-hmm. uh, as most of us are usually <laughs> so what he did was he would go to three sessions in brindavan during the vacations and uh, after the darshan and everything got over he would go back home which was somewhere in in whitefield mm-hmm. and uh, he would watch his favorite movies mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so one day he did that and he came back next morning and swami said i know what you were doing yesterday you mm-hmm. know so he got the hint mm-hmm. and uh, he realized that swami is aware of the fact that he was watching a movie in his residence while swami mm-hmm. was in trivrindavan right yes. so next day he was relentless in watching his movie oh, okay. <laughs> so he continued to watch and mm-hmm. he was trying to figure out how did swami come to know mm-hmm. right so he looked here and there and he saw that there was a calendar yes on which swami's photograph was there in his mm-hmm. room 
in his room in his room okay right so he thought that okay so swami must be looking because he says that you know if you set up my altar or my yeah. photograph is there whatever my photograph is there i am there yeah i am there that feel. so all these feelings were you know coming into his mind and he felt okay so swami must be watching me through this calendar <laughs> so he you know turned the calendar yes. around <laughs> and then continued watching and uh, next day when he came for darshan uh, swami just told him swami is not just in the calendar sir <laughs> <laughs> in fact there is another inst- uh, similar instance this uh, boy who had gone home and he went to a theater and you know that always that guilty feeling was there <laughs> of because swami had told specifically to him actually mm-hmm. that he should not he should not watch he should not watch movies in fact uh, there are so many instances related to this i mean he comes from a family which was into the theater business oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and they had so many theaters and you know, he was really addicted to watching movies and when he goes home swami tells that you don't watch movies and and it was every time it is to happen that if he starts to go for a movie something will happen his car will break down or once he went to the theater the power <laughs> went down in the theater mm. <laughs> but then he thought you know maybe these are just coincidences so so finally one day he goes uh, to the theater and then you know he suddenly remembers as movies going on that there is this photo of swami in his pocket and <laughs> that photo you know was facing <laughs> the in movie the screen, in the screen. And so immediately he takes that in middle of the movie and he changes the side you know so he keeps the face of swami towards him mm. you know as if it's like swami you now you now you need not watch <laughs> and and when he comes back swami says what is this you showed me only half the movie <laughs> <laughs> and but of course after that but swami's instruction to him was very clear that you should not watch but many years passed and he could not watch and after that he got married then he thought okay now it is okay you know i can just probably go i mean a different stage of life and all that but even then when he tried he says even now till this day even his app on the phone if he tries to watch a movie it something will happen <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, very interesting yeah i mean he was trying to you know in so many ways in the text and to which god goes <laughs> to yeah. ensure that you uh, know coming back to, to the point yeah, which uh, live up to sai prakash was saying about you know developing this faith like say yes. for example if you have this faith that swami is watching you all the time yes okay this is one thing again that can completely yes transform your life right yes so coming back to the idea of faith and uh, you know seeing god like uh, swami refers to the poem which uh, prahlada sings yes in order to remind his father that wherever you seek wherever you see you will find him right mm. of course uh, before i get to this it just struck me interestingly in the chandogya upanishad mm-hmm. where the father uh, udalaka gave the example of the omnipresence of god yes, through right. the salt and water, water. Yes. Mm. he actually only gives his son six examples mm-hmm. and at the end of each example he says tatvamasi shvetaketu mm. right mm. so like this just as the salt is immanent in the water god pervades the entire creation that thou art such divinity 
is your real nature tattva masi shweta ketu only mm. six times he gives six examples and says tattva masi shweta ketu at the end of the sixth tattva masi shweta ketu they were not mere examples because the upanishad says that shweta ketu realize who what tat is mm. means he realize who he is at the end of the six uh, examples which his father gave so anyway coming back to the aspect of faith that is the basic stage of spiritual practice swami gives a very interesting story of how you know our experience that god pervades everything changes with our you know idea of faith mm-hmm. there was one guy who had put up a lakshmi's photo mm-hmm. in his house and he had heard that you know uh, if you pray to mother lakshmi hmm. everything will be conferred on him all wealth and knowledge and everything so he will be all successful he'll be freed from all problems all that right so <laughs> it's a very hilarious story where uh, you know this guy would go and he would buy flowers he would decorate the altar and light incense sticks and yes. everything yes it was all going on well up to a point where he started experiencing failure after failure in mm. his life mm. so when the failure was experienced by him hmm. suddenly his faith shook yes mm. so he felt no this lakshmi is not doing a good job yes so <laughs> he took the photo of lakshmi and put in the cupboard and uh, replaced it with ganesha's photo mm. and said okay let me try out ganesha right yes. so he did the same thing he would every day chant uh, verses for ganesha and put flowers and incense stick and everything and uh, things were going on well until the point where he experienced difficulties yes. so this time again he felt uh, ganesha is not up to the mark is not <laughs> powerful enough powerful enough <laughs> so he took his photo put it in the cupboard and uh, replaced it with uh, shiva and uh, you know like this yes. he was going on and on with different deities he was experimenting and seeing until one day he i think just for example he settled with the form of say kartikeya and uh, i'm just i don't know the exact sequence which swami said there i'm just uh, taking liberty here but say he put the photo of kartikeya and he felt no he's a warrior and you know peacock has his vahana so he can instantly be here whenever i am in trouble whatever his feelings so he was doing the same process of singing skanda shashti kavacham for the lord and you know of flower decorations and incense sticks at this point what happened is the dhoop that is the smoke from the incense stick instead of going towards kartikeya who was in the altar because of the breeze was being carried towards the cupboard in which all the other failed deities photos were there <laughs> and it was going into that so he felt how dare they take up the scent of my incense stick while i am worshiping the champion kartikeya yes. who is the only one who is protecting me you know so he went opened the cupboard took a piece of cloth and tied it around ganesha's nose tied it around <laughs> lakshmi's nose you know to say that you are not allowed to breathe in the incense <laughs> which i am offering to kartika you have failed me yes. and at that point of time ganesha manifests in physical form <laughs> in front of him and says oh 
so i have come for you she says ah so now you have come is it why mm. have you come now she mm. says at least now you felt that i am a living being <laughs> and you felt this incense yes. stick and the smell the fragrance is actually coming to me and i'm breathing in yes. so much so you are so convinced about yes. my Presence. being real that you tied a handkerchief around my nose mm. so when your bhava became perfect obviously i had to manifest in front of you you know see this is how the faith of human beings are yes. this is how they manifest the faith of course faith is uh, such a profound topic and i think i mean that is the bedrock of uh, spirituality and uh, as we go on in this chapter we have to first develop the faith in these two primary dictums you know that swami is uh, mentioning here in fact i remember very beautiful definition of faith uh, that you know once dr salesh vastava sir mentioned which i've mentioned before also but it, it's something a very powerful reminder f a i t h fearlessly always i trust him i think that's a very very beautiful way to remember acronym yeah to remember what faith is all about so possibly in the subsequent sessions we'll take up the different other parts of this chapter 18 and uh, interestingly you know just before we started this discussion brother sai prakash was mentioning how in this chapter for the first time the word prema appears you know Correct. this is prema vahini yes <laughs> and uh, we have started uh, this series of discussions perhaps it is swami felt this is the right time to introduce the word love after 17 chapters of deliberation on different concepts of spirituality so definitely it's a very significant uh, chapter this 18th chapter of prema vahini in english and if you're referring to the telugu prema vahini it is chapter 6 so there is definitely so much uh, to unravel so let us pray to bhagwan that he guides us as we try to understand and benefit ourselves from these immortal words that swami has written thank you so much brother saigeder and we hope that you'll join us for the subsequent sessions as we spend time in this beautiful saga of shavanam mananam nidhyasanam thank you so much sairam so dear listeners with that it's time to wind up this session of avahini satsang so we'll continue in the next segment and uh, as i always uh, make this plea if you have this book prema vahini you can please download also from uh, the website you know there's a website called vahini.org i don't know who has done it but it's a very beautiful site where they have the soft copies of all the prema vahinis you will also find it in the booktrust website sssbpt.info you can download uh, the english versions of uh, these books which Swami himself has written and spend little time to ruminate on them. If you have any queries, any questions, anything that you want us to deliberate on, please feel free to write to us. And if you know Telugu, then there's nothing like reading what Swami has originally written. This is a chapter 6 in Telugu Prima Vahini. So let's together spend our time and energy and resources on this, what is in fact the most important thing. adventure the most important activity the only activity that is actually important in our lives thank you so much sara you were listening to an episode of our program vahini satsang this episode was first aired on the 19th april 2018 as part of Thursday live from Prashanthi Nilayam on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony 
This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Thank you and Sai Ram.